If it's something else. Oh, dude, that tastes yeah. good. He's tequila. That's how it feels to chew five gum. Tarona. That's how I see it. Tequila. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the That's How We See It podcast. I am your host, Kaiki Casa, alongside... Seth Kubo, we are back, ladies and gentlemen. A special guest. His name is G Costa. Welcome, bro. Don't yell into the microphone. <laughs> Hi, everyone. How are you guys doing? I Not- took it away before he <laughs> talked. Yeah. So, okay. Let's let's start this again. All right, three. <laughs> no, well, two, no, no, I'm not actually one. restarting. Welcome back, everybody. This is your host, Seth Kubo. <laughs> this is another. That's how we see it. Podcast. Our first. And then this is the our my special guest, Kaiki, <laughs> on my podcast. Our first guest today is none other than should we say your real name i, I, I already <laughs> did <laughs> he acts like i'm some escaped convict so i already did well no just call me by my letter that's my alias okay we're here by uh g a special guest with an alias named g hi everyone it's a pleasure to meet you guys say hi to all of our beautiful millions of fans around the world he just did dude come say, say, on say hi again Let's get started, man. (laughs) All right, Seth, you got ants in your pants today. What what you got today? No, I don't. (laughs) What what do you have, Kaiki? You had a question. I got a couple things. I don't know where to start. At the beginning. (laughs) What is this, Genesis? I I swear, Seth. (laughs) Let's let's start with Antifa. Antifa? Yeah, since, since G's not familiar with. I need you guys to educate me. Anyone want to shout out tequila before we start? I think you do. By the way, uh, G is not coming up in the microphone. Seth, you got to like actually. Yeah. Yo, this tequila is pretty good. Okay, so Antifa, G. It's short for anti-fascist. It's a euphemism. Do you know what a euphemism is? (laughs) <laughs> Why are you gonna put me in the spotlight? <laughs> no, I don't know what a euphemism is. It's it's when something sounds good, but it's actually not. Kind of like calling a group of people progressives when, in actuality, they just want what's worse for you. Okay, okay. You know. <laughs> so it's almost like let's, a. Let's not take sides here. So it's, like, <laughs> so it's almost like a paradox. I guess. Well, it's kind of like an oxymoron. I guess. Well, it's really just a group of people. No, I meant the word euphemism. <laughs> anyway, Antifa, Antifa, <laughs> an, anti—that stands for anti-fascist. Basically, they're they're part. They're a group of people uh-huh. in the far left spectrum of politics who identify as usually a socialist or democratic socialist. Okay. And who think. Anybody who thinks differently from them themselves are Nazis and deserve to be d- deserve their wrath, basically. So they're just another group of radicals. Yes, they're not, they're a group of radicals from the left side of politics. Seth, would you like to comment? Well, I mean, you're kind of painting a picture. What do you mean? Basically. I mean, I'm by no means an Antifa supporter, dude. Okay. But, like, <clears throat> they have a noble cause. They're just fucking idiots. 
Like, <laughs> dude, they have such a noble cause. Like, anti, like, dude, I don't want fascists. Sure, but like, what, the, my what, what they do is what they do the is definition not of yeah. What of, they do is the definition of fascism. It's not anti-fascism because they're not they're not anti-fascism. They're anti-capitalism, mm-hmm. pretty much. Yeah, they're anti everything. They're anti everything that's not everything else. <laughs> yeah. It, it's kind of like the, if the Nazi group yeah. were more socialist and radical. <laughs> no, actually, we're hyping it up to something that it's I mean, not. dude, dude, there's it's a bunch of people. There's who, so many videos of people rioting in the streets <laughs> whenever Trump got elected and literally okay. burning, burning like shops and stuff and, and running through the streets breaking cars punching people in the face okay. like absolute right all those riots did you ever hear about it whenever yeah, trump yeah, got yeah. elected yeah all those riots were antifa people all of them i didn't know that yeah it started in in portland portland oregon and um but you know antifa people oh oh i thought he i thought he asked if i know about the no, antifa people no i don't know antifa, antifa people no I said but you knew the people riding were antifas keep the mic clo- a little bit closer to g2 i'm trying man. it's a sharing game but dude they're like okay this is what they are mm-hmm. they're a bunch of people who don't i'm not even gonna go there they're a bunch of people yeah who think that they're doing something a lot bigger than they're actually doing they think they're doing good but in actuality they're they think they're starting like a giant revolution because they're like quote-unquote fighting the man but really what they're doing is they're going out into the streets dressing all black and they're getting the shit beat out of them by cops and and conservatives that would that respectively they're also beating the crap (coughs) they're also beating the crap out of like normal people there was a journalist in portland oregon like a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. who got assaulted basically in the street in the middle of the, the daylight mm-hmm. with cops watching and everything by antifa people they're all covered up they, they cover their faces up yeah and they uh cr- they they're violent wow yeah like that there's a video of them in of portland. a random guy yeah in portland seattle some places in new york uh mm-hmm. i mean they're everywhere dude See, that's really weird because Tonight's actually the first time I've ever heard of the term Antifa. That's that blows good. my mind. Well, from, that's from good, guys. dude. Because like, I mean, it is good because they're not getting, I guess, the attention. I don't know, dude. dude. But it's it stands for like anti-fascist, and they're supposed to be like, like starting like a revolution again. Like the they picture themselves <clears throat> living in a fascist society and they need to get up in arms and start a revolution like against the man even though like we have it pretty good like in america like we we have it pretty well pretty well i mean there's room for complaints for some people like for me at least like in all the things that i do like in life to set myself up for whatever's next like i have no room to complain because i like adjust and plan accordingly but there are definitely people who have room to complain but i don't even know what i'm talking about at this point i mean every every generation has their own i'm just trying to stay neutral (laughs) (laughs) no but i agree with seth too because 
You say they're anti fat. You say they're anti fascist. 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 <laughs> yeah, that's what they call themselves. Yeah, but dude. if you're faster than them, they there's hate you. <laughs> the, our government isn't fascist. Fascist. <laughs> fascist. Yeah, that's why that's they why think they think they think it's not just the government. They think society in general is uh, filled with fascists. Fascism. Yeah, fascism. Have you ever seen that um, Stephen Crowder video where he goes un- undercover? Can you repeat that question? Have you ever seen that Steven Crowder video where he goes undercover with them? Yeah. He like Yeah, he like goes he like goes undercover at like an Antifa event that they're planning and like he just all like literally all he does is he like goes with his friend and he dresses like a hipster and he like gets in contact with them and he gets in on their like secret like group text or whatever mm-hmm. and they're talking about bringing like AK47s and knives and it's literally all that all that's going down is like a protest like it's literally like there's going to be some conservatives out there and they want to go protest them. Mm-hmm. And they're and there's like this like young lady of um, impressive stature and she's talking about in pink hair and she's talking about um, like she's like, yeah, I can get an AK-47 here. I have a knife. Do you want one? She like hands in like a pistol or a knife or something like that. And then they go to the event and it's like 10 people there. <laughs> and they're oh my like gosh. loading up for this thing because they think it's gonna be like a fucking race war or something. I don't know what the fuck people think. Dude, it's that's be. freaking crazy. Wow. Yeah, yeah, so that's what they do. They they plan these events where they um, fight fascists, but really they're just fighting anybody. If you have like an American flag tank top on, or you have like an American flag lanyard or keychain, they're just gonna come up. Dude, and this girl was wearing a make Bitcoin great again hat. And she got assaulted by the by Antifa. By Antifa people. Yeah, I think the Antifa people might be actual people with mental diseases, bro. No, they're just. It's a big group of people. It, you know what it is? It's mob mentality. They're We've, just I've like, talked about this before. It's mob mentality. But their when name, you, when and you their get, movement, anything does not make any sense. It doesn't. But they. they no, it, it's just, a euphemism. Is what? That's why I explained it in the beginning. It's. It doesn't I make still any don't sense. Know this part. What'd you say? What, a euphemism? euphemism? Yeah, I don't know the whole euphemism thing. A euphemism? <clears throat> I'll read the definition. But we don't need to do all that. Um, they're just a group of leftward-thinking individuals uh-huh. who think that it's in their hands to start a revolution and exterminate conservatism and quote-unquote racism and fascism in America and the and Europe. I think that I think I personally think just from listening to the, your stories and everything about these people that they're very disorganized. Oh yeah, I think they need no. To they're it. they're it's organized crime. It's or it's organized to a certain a way. degree, but like it, to the lower like anybody can join. They're disorganized mentally, sure. I guarantee you. No, I guarantee you. There's a big ass structure to to antifa dude they have a book down it's so they have a book it's so it's like like their bible basically it's so easy to join in like the lower ranks like like you know those the chess pieces in the front the pawns yeah like the pawns of it like it's so easy for them to get into it but like the bigger people of this entire picture like they want people to feel like it's easy to join and it's easy to go in and just dress in all black and protest because it's more people for their cause like and the fact that it's so easy to get into and it's so easy to relate with the other people inside of it well they want that they, they want, want that, that because exactly. they That's want exactly they, they want, want to, to hide behind those people they well, want they want to hide behind the people who are like decent human beings or whatever 
they just think that they're fighting for a cause when in actuality they're they're being played as pawns by the crazy radicals who want <clears throat> to go out and perform violent acts against people who think Dude, differently than them. But everybody everybody is like being played as pawns. Like in the entire scheme, like the only way to not be played as a pawn is to literally just live. Like literally just live your life um make your money pay your bills eat your food go oh, to sleep get dude. your rest like that's it like you don't have to worry about all that other like politics and shit like dude hey i'm curious i was talking to a coworker today a couple of them and they said that they believe millionaires who have like two million dollars two million dollars and up income yearly should get taxed 50 percent. what do you think um 50%. holy shit no 50 percent. no that's that's like that's, I think that's messed up personally. I mean, even though those people do make a lot of money, I mean, I'm not, I'm, I'm not a millionaire. I'm a broke college student. Hold the mic, G. I'm a broke college student with a lot of loans. And by all means, I necessarily don't think that it's fair for you to just take 50% of someone's income like that, no matter how much money they have. After, You're a medical student. After, and yes, after all that work, yeah. dude, I've been like for the past fucking how long and dude of me coming over here has g been in college <laughs> like seriously i'm not even trying to like flame you i'm being i'm just i'm like making an example well, he, of like the hard work well he's in medical school it's no different. that's what i'm saying like i'm i'm I'm, I'm, I'm kind of making an example of how how much hard work is put in to make that kind of salary like people yeah. really work their asses off to get to that point and to just have it all taken away just for getting to that point is kind of like well, why the fuck did I even try so hard to get to this point? Yeah. I might as right. well just make a million. If you're, if I'm making two million dollars a year, and y'all taking fifty percent. Their point. I might as well just make a million. Their exactly. point. Their whole. Their whole like reasoning was that you don't need that much money to live. I mean, you technically don't. you don't, but you could just you, have way more. Shit. Sure, you yeah. don't. But here's here's my argument to that. What? Those people are the root cause of everything in the economy. Like they're they're business owners. They start businesses. They build things. Yeah. They invest their. It's not like their money's being the held in a bank account. Job, even, even if it job is, creators. even if the money, yeah, job creators, and even if the money is held inside of a bank, on paper you have that money. But that bank is lending your money out to other people yeah, for loans and stuff. So it's circulating in the economy consistently. Do you know how many jobs like one rich ass person can create? Right, and here's the thing: if you give it to the federal government. Yep. They control that now, and everything owned by the by the government sucks. Yeah. yeah. Look at NASA and SpaceX. NASA's a, a, a governmentally funded uh, space exploration company, and SpaceX is private. Is private. Mm -hmm. And look at look at the advancements and the operation costs of SpaceX versus NASA. Mm -hmm. They're significantly lower, and and the development has been significantly faster over the years compared to nasa yeah why because it's private there's competition well yeah and not even that dude i mean just just going off the most basic of the most basic things have you ever gone into a, a government agency and just tried to oh, fill it's out awful. a piece of paper it's awful it's like yeah it, it's it's like they don't even have technology it's like dude we're in the 21st century and you don't have a app dude i i talk about that all the time they have they have so much the government has so much fucking money. They yes. literally they literally have all the money. Yes. How come every time I deal with somebody who works for the government, they are the worst person I've ever dealt with? <laughs> Why can't we hire better people? 
You know what I'm saying? Like they have all they have all the money in the fucking country, literally. But every government agency, like G's talking about, how it's so hard to fill out a piece of paper. Like the people that work there, like you would think would be more help. Like the DMV. Just think about the DMV. Yes, bro. Just think about the DMV. How hard to get paid more? Exactly. The government makes so much fucking money. Okay. Right. So I, I don't want this to just be a podcast with all of us agreeing with each other because I hate that. Fuck you, Kaike. I love that. <laughs> Bro, dude. No, dude. You know what, dude? I love that, man. So fuck you for saying you hate that. Okay. Because I love it. All right. So, I told them that. <laughs> Literally all of, the, all of that. I've, t- I've told them all that. Uh-huh. And they still believe that the money... One one kid, one coworker said that if you spend that money, the 50% or whatever, on uh, like... You know, like investments or or circulating yeah. in the economy, you don't have to pay those that fifty percent on taxes. But I, I also disagree with that because then you give the government power uh-huh. on what's what's allowed to be exempted and what's not. So let's say like I I want to donate twenty five percent of my my yearly income to the NRA. Okay. And the government says no, the NR we don't like the NRA because let's say they're super liberal for some reason. Yeah. And they say the NRA does not fall in uh in investment or charity or or in any type of you know funding mm-hmm. so you can't deduct that off your taxes your, your tax percentage so now you can't fund what you want and the government gets your money okay and what are they gonna use that money for build roads overly expensive roads that i mean that should be well shouldn't be that much i just want to use atlanta for an example and they've been working hold, out hold on hold on dude hold your mic you guys need to hold your mics right because like it's this? not coming up whatever the, the the tip is right there they they've been working on 75 for years right sure yeah and they're still not done and they literally i mean that, that's one of the reasons why amazon didn't didn't come here because they're like the traffic is terrible no public transportation. Yeah, no public transportation. It's terrible. So they're like, well, we'll build one. And then they're like, why don't you build that for your people? You know what I'm saying? But the thing with 75 is all they did was use however many millions of dollars to make that new expressway that you have to pay for. <laughs> and it's one lane and it's still backed up. Yeah, I I, I heard that it, it, it can be faster, but not by much. No. And yeah, I mean, they spent so much money and time and caused traffic jams building that thing. Yeah, they did. And, that, and, that's, and, that's, and the value of it changes. Did you know that? So no, it's like a that. supply and demand. So oh, at, at a certain time, yeah. It's more so expensive. if there's no traffic, it's like oh, you can you can take the expressway for like ten cents. But when there's traffic, it's like eighteen dollars, bro. That's freaking. That's crazy. <laughs> eighteen dollars. You know, I have a new manager at work. <laughs> he's cool, man. I like him. Um, he's he's got a lot of fucking energy, and I like that. Uh, hey, Seth, but, tone tone down on language a little bit. But today, um, today he was talking to me, and he's just like, uh, he was like, "Oh, dude, I don't have your number yet. Let me get it." This is literally like a couple hours ago. And what is it? Ten forty-seven p.m. Uh, so I, I gave my number because he's my manager. I have his number now. This motherfucker just added me on Snapchat. 
bro. Yeah. Like, he just added me on Snapchat. <clears throat> what? <laughs> well, you said we have to disagree more, dude. No, that's not what I said. I mean, the podcast is raw. It's raw. Okay, anyway. But yeah, he added me on Snapchat. That happened. He added you on Snapchat. Have you? Has he sent you any anything interesting? No. Any, anything scandalous? Nope. But I'll keep I'll, I'll keep you guys updated. Wait, how old is he? Old. Maybe he just wants to send you dick pics. <laughs> we don't immediately okay. have to go to gay shit. I think he just wants to see if I'm po- if I'm like going out like so. If I call out tomorrow, he's gonna be like, "Oh, I know what you were doing." I didn't even think about that. I just uh-huh. I just thought he was being cool. Dude, you can't say chill out on the language and then say his, something like that. Look at his bitmoji though. Dexter? Oh wow. Well, I'll say his name, dude. <laughs> Look at his bitmoji though. He's like, he's like, eh. hey, what's his name again? <laughs> I'm not falling for that. What's his last name? Demetrius. <laughs> Demetrius? His Dexter, name is Demetrius. Dude, Dexter like Demetrius. A, a Spartan warrior. Yeah. Demetrius. Demetrius. <laughs> Okay. The invincible, a gladiator. What do you got? On to Kate? the next topic. What is it? What's the next topic? Have you seen the trailer for the new Terminator movie? No. no. It's probably going to be garbage. Is Khaleesi in it? It's a woman. Dude, but. What? Yeah. Dude. Okay, okay, okay. I. I have nothing against women. I love women. Women are amazing. Women. Men would not be able to survive without women. Dude. Women are so powerful, dude. Let me if stop you, see you right them, there. No, I'm, let, me, let me just finish. If you see them, how they go through period cramps and giving birth and all that stuff, and then you got to put up with all our bull crap, women are awesome. But anyways, I just don't understand <laughs> the focus on the new movies that they're just coming out with. with Everything has to be about That's the, the thing. Woman. It's not just women. It's literally everybody. Everybody thinks, oh my gosh, something even, cra- I don't know why I didn't mention this first. Did you see the new James James Bond? <clears throat> don't what? tell me. It's what, just being black? Black woman. Oh, I, I thought it was going to be Idris Elba. That was perfect. Wait, the Who? new James Bond is a black woman? Yes. Dude, no. what? Dude, they were going to. They were going to make it Idris Elba. He was going to be the fucking perfect, the freaking perfect uh, James Bond, dude. What? Do you know I went to the beach where the dude wrote the James Bond books? Look at this guy. Alexander Fleming. Who no else is going to be the black James Bond? It's a black woman. I forgot what her I mean, name is. We got that part out the way, dude. That was supposed to be black James Bond. Okay, okay, okay. That'd be cool. I know, dude. He would have killed it. Yeah. yeah. The It's like literally... it. it, it me and my friends talked about this so many times. I mean, it can. She can. She's the new Agent 007. Yeah, because it's the 007 is just like a the designation for an agent. So who's dude? What if her name is Jamie Bond? It's probably gonna be Jane. Jane Bond. Jane Bond. Jane Bond, dude. But dude, the know. only reason they do that with literally like every movie and every major franchise, like now they, do, they now they have like an Avenger that's like LGBT or whatever. Ooh. Uh, Captain Va- Marvel. No, Valkyrie. He's <laughs> <laughs> Captain Marvel. Uh-oh. Yeah, just because just because she has short hair, dude. Come yeah. on. Yeah. Um, nah, but the only reason they do that, like, is because like that's the biggest market right now. One hundred percent. Like, they know that it's gonna. <clears throat> people are gonna go see it. Even the people that like don't really like it, they're gonna go see it just because they know they're gonna hate it. Yeah. Well. Yeah, and it's gonna cause like. Well, the the chain reaction is. You know what? You know what I would do. 
I, I was I texted Nick this. I said, if I was the director, I would have announced that um, that the James Bond, the new James Bond, was gonna be a black woman, uh-huh. and then in the middle of the movie, she dies, oh. and then like the original James Bond comes back, because that way you get you get or a, or a new James Bond that's like a, a regular guy, because <laughs> because why because you get all the publicity of people freaking out about like her being a black woman and everybody supporting her and then when the movie actually comes out everybody it's it flips everything and everybody's like oh the the new james bond is awful what you're saying what you're saying kaiki implies that a a black female james bond wouldn't be good enough and they would have to switch it up in the middle (laughs) yeah like what you're saying definitely implies that a black, a female black James Bond wouldn't be good enough. That's fine, and it, yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> what? So, like, what, where do we go from here? Like, yeah, I know, dude. Yeah, I know. What I just said was. Yeah, it would, dude. Tickets. It would be. It would break. I thought he didn't want to do this. What? No. Okay, it would okay. it would break wait, the wait, wait, wait. the box office no, tickets. But you have to get you have to get your terms straight because you, when you told me you said it's gonna be a black James Bond woman, not an Agent 007. Because technically, like Seth said, anyone can be an Agent 007, but you can never be a James Bond. And with this argument going on to the next thing, it's like how they're making the Little Mermaid black. Are they really? Yeah. Oh, you didn't know, dude. You're no. you're all over the black female James Bond, but they're making the Little Mermaid black. <laughs> but um, hold on. Last thing I'm gonna say about the black female James Bond. Um. Why? Why not? What I'm not understanding is why not get all the publicity about having a a black female James Bond, Kaiki, that you want because you want that publicity, right? Sure. <laughs> so why not just keep the black James Bond because like, at, or the black female James Bond at the end of the movie imagine you're watching this movie you're, you've like written so many articles about it okay how it's gonna be like the best new James Bond it's the greatest most progressive movement in Hollywood whatever cool and then at the very end of the movie absolutely she dies cool and a, like a, a regular guy James Bond comes up and says that's why you don't send a woman to do a man's job <laughs> And then, <laughs> and then, dude, next, dude, I would freak out in the theater. Next, dude, that would actually be amazing. Next dude, thing you I know, would, dude, that would be crazy. Exactly, I, just, dude, I changed my mind, dude. I just, flipped, <laughs> I just flip flop, dude. That Ex- would be crazy. Exactly. I don't support it, Kaiki, but I want <laughs> it to happen because, like, now, being in the theater when that happens would be ridiculous. Exactly. Like, the exactly. Reactions. I think, I think exactly. I, I personally think. People in the theater would riot. Yes, yes. it would be a riot. Yes, it would. It'd be. It'd be like dude, an Antifa Oh my gosh, dude, dude, let's dude, start a race war dude, with James white Bond, people, dude. White, up. white people would be screaming like with They'd excitement, like, yeah, dude, and black yeah. people would be pissed, so and pissed. women would be pissed, no, and men okay. would be pissed. But my question to you, <laughs> my question to you, Kaiki, and this is this is kind of the main thing with the with the beef about your idea. I know you're just spitballing. You don't actually want to fucking do that, but <laughs> no, I would love to do that. Um. Yeah. Well, now that I envisioned it, and especially with that one-liner at the end, dude, <laughs> that would be the funniest thing ever. But um, 
Look, it would break headlines. It would. Everybody, it would be crazy. Everybody would have to go. But I'm even saying, if even look, even if the movie was fantastic, if she was an amazing agent throughout the movie, if you put that in the end of it, it's gonna go all over the news. Blockbusters are gonna explode. It's gonna be the the highest grossing movie of the century. Okay, okay. I believe a little less, but what actress would you find that would actually put her pride aside to do that because if you if you look back into the recent the recent do you watch game of thrones no, no we don't. <laughs> okay so so uh john snow how what you guys don't know the basis of it do you no okay so basically for eight seasons they were trying to do this thing right and then at the very end they just flip flop it and and because you know game of thrones everyone's trying to be king sure. okay spoiler alert everyone the the whole eight seasons, everyone's watching and they want this one person to be king. And everyone's fighting for the throne. Everyone dies. And then the last episode, this guy that's literally a paraplegic <laughs> becomes the king. Yeah. John, dude, the the actual actor, he had to go to rehab. Really? Yes. Oh, he's so he didn't messed know? Up. Dude, everyone was shocked. Really? The, dude, the paraplegic le- read his role... And said, this is a joke. There's no way. Dude, that's kind of like... His name is Brand the Broken. <laughs> He's the king. Dude. Um, He's in a wheelchair. That's kind of like in, in Marvel. They they filmed, They literally filmed uh-huh. so many alternate endings. So not even the actors knew what the actual ending of the movie was. Oh. And, then, and then they found out when they watched the movie. But that's crazy that the guy had to go to rehab. Yeah, dude, he was like, he was like, I didn't when I had when I had to to kill Daenerys and do all this, it, so many things went through my mind. And he said years after working on this character that I had built, and then it's gone I mean, just like that. But he's still Jon Snow, you know, like dude, Jon Snow, dude. <clears throat> but it, he was supposed to be the king, and he got banished. Okay, well, l- <laughs> listen. It's that, like you work eight seasons for something, but dude. still. <laughs> <laughs> And then even can somebody you. can somebody look up how much money that last episode made? No, dude, you work you work your ass off for eight seasons, dude. Everybody loves you. Yeah. The guys think you're cool as shit. The girls fucking think you're hot as yeah. shit. And <laughs> you work your ass off. And they Bro. give the king spot. I don't even watch Game of Thrones. And they give the king spot was, to a crippled man. He was in Dolce and Cabana, bro. Like like all the commercials and stuff and everything. He was in Dolce and Gabbana. Do you you really think that they're about to put a man in a wooden wheelchair on Dolce and Gabbana? (laughs) That's your king. Congratulations. Let me show you a picture. You could have had a Dolce and and Gabbana king, but you got a freaking, what's the biggest wheelchair brand? You got that king. (laughs) I seen him in one episode. I watched the episode where um, Arya... Killed the Night King. Oh, that That's the only good. episode I've seen beginning to end. That was a good one. But it was it was good. Yeah. But he was mm-hmm. he was doing some stuff in that one. Yeah, dude. John, but still, Jon Snow, for him to do all him and Daenerys, for them to see their their characters the reach that role exactly too. to reach that role, and then you you know the 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 director pretty much did what a Kaiki did. He said, <laughs> dude. 
What's crazy is I was literally about to grab the mic and say that. Yeah. Like, Kaiki directed the last season of Game of Thrones, and he doesn't know it. He's like, hey, um, let's let's just kill get everyone. Yeah, let's get everyone hyped up for eight seasons, and then we'll just give... Well, that's that's worse. No, no, <laughs> no. See, people, people hated the last season of Game of Thrones, and the last season of Game of Thrones is literally yeah. what you want to do to black female James Bond. Yeah. <laughs> No, like, dude. Because no, you. That's what I'm you want to do, dude. No, I'm not taking him along this journey. Kaiki, okay, okay. Yeah, you are. You're taking him across seasons? the whole movie. Kaiki's right though. Kaiki, even though it is a movie, it's it's what a movie is what maximum two and a half hours. This man, I'd make it went three. eight seasons, bro. Yes. That's eight years. Yes. That's like the equivalence of you of this girl stringing you along for eight years and then just. Banishing you. Yeah, just banish you like that out of the blue, and then versus a woman what? that you date for like two weeks. There. Exactly, exactly what Seth. Oh, did that exactly happen? Exactly what Seth said. No, oh, it didn't. Oh, oh, I see. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if that happened in Game no, of Thrones. No, but the, dude, but the thing is, now I understand. I understand now why he had to go to rehab. I'd go to rehab too. If I was if I was building that character for eight years and I was putting my all and I'm in Dolce and Gabbana, everyone loves me, all the girls love me, the guys are growing their hair like me, wanting to make their beard like me, and then next thing I know, I just become a loser and then the throne goes to a dude in a wheelchair. Dude, that's well. That's maybe the director really, did it to humble the guy because well, maybe Jon Snow's kind of being a like a little douche no, on no. set. Dude, that's that's actually really crazy to think about because. Game of Thrones was obviously this huge like event like yeah. everybody watched it for so long and for this guy well these two guys whatever the actor's name is who plays Jon Snow Kit Harrington for Kit Harrington and for Jon Snow two individuals two characters in Dude. the reality that we live in yeah. Jon Snow was disappointed that he wasn't king and got banished and in turn, Kit Harrington, the dude who's been playing it for eight years, whose life does not revolve around the North or whatever the hell they call the land, <laughs> whose life does not revolve around that. His life just revolves around acting and living in Hollywood and living a regular person's life. Yeah. Even he got upset enough about Jon Snow not being king to have to go to rehab and have some sort of mental like depression. Like, I want to. I want to read individual, this art. That's dude. That's he as an individual, like as a person, as an actor, as an American, as Kit Harrington. He's he's not American, is he? No, he's. Uh, oh well, as a human, <laughs> as a human being, like as a real person who was born on this earth, like got upset that his he wasn't going to be the king in the show. Yeah. And, and that's natural. You see, you saw the Joker. The yeah, Joker. Yeah. Yeah. People get into their characters. That, oh, that dude! The brains, the brains, are an amazing thing. Sure, but like, I think that's a little much, don't you think? I mean, oh, dude, if okay for us, yes. You gotta think, dude. He's already years. living it. He's already living up he's, the life. No, but he's living. The only thing is his character, not even him no, actually. You gotta think he's living this life for eight years of everybody seeing him as the guy. In dude, this what if show. he thinks? What if he thinks his? What if his reality was like Game of Thrones? And like he thinks that he was just acting in the real world. He thinks he's actually Jon Snow. Yeah, <laughs> he's walking around. I, I don't know what Jon. He's, Snow he's says. in Alaska. He's like, "Fuck, I'm banished. <laughs> winter is coming." <laughs> How many times do you think he's been asked to say, "What is it? The winter is coming" or something? I thought the sn the is snow dude said that. What did he say? It's like a meme. Dude, he can never go out in public. Yeah, I he's still in rehab. If I saw him, the season ended in. in June. 
Okay, I have we have a painting of him in our basement that my mom did, a huge one. Oh, yeah. And if I saw him in person, I would not recognize him. Yes, you yes, would. Yes, you would. I don't think I would. You've seen his picture everywhere. I've yeah. seen his picture everywhere, but he looks like an, a, a normal dude. It, no, but if you, like certain people, like you will see in person and you'll be like, okay, I know them from somewhere. I might, uh, yeah, I might be like, he looks familiar, but I, like, I wouldn't see be like, oh, that's Jon Snow. But I've never seen whole, an episode. You don't know the whole story though, Kai. Here's a, here, I don't. Let me I've never you seen in. an episode. This dude, this dude came to, to these people in the North, right? And he was known as a bastard. So they never accepted him or anything. And then he always thought he was a bastard for his whole life. So he was like, I'm not good enough to be here. So I'm going to, I'm going to go off and, and live on the side and of the then, wall. And then he wasn't good enough to be king. No, he, he goes, he goes to, 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 to uh, be a watcher on the wall, which is where everyone that gets banished, he chose that life. Right. But then it find uh, they find out that he was actually the son of the sister that was married to a Targaryen and the Targaryen are royal bloodline. So he's the actual, he's the actual heir to the throne oh really yeah and then he finds that out and he goes from being a bastard that he was just the most humble person in the world you know he's like i'm no king i don't want to be king to you're the rightful king Uh uh-huh and then everyone's like yeah he's the rightful king and and he does good he does good for people and he helps the little guy and everything and then the last season boom everything changes and it just exploded everyone's faces and he gets banished and the bro and is that the the, is that is that the last episode ever yes and it just ends. That's crazy. Yeah. So the dude goes to rehab. Maybe maybe they're going to come out with a movie. No, they're not going to come out with no And then movie. at the end of the movie, they're just going to be like, you're not the king. <laughs> <laughs> and then kill him. All right. So what on to got? the next topic. What oh, you got, Kaiki? Wait, Seth, Seth, Seth. Is this about Game of Thrones? Blow Seth's mind with a piece of paper. The piece. <laughs> okay, Seth. <laughs> Blow my mind with a I piece of paper. I mean, I had to ask. All right. If I fold a piece of paper <clears throat> 50 times, how how high would it be if I folded it 50 times? Yeah. Are we talking like Are we talking like perfect folds that can be compressed? Yeah, yes. and you get 20 bucks right now if you answer it correctly. You get a p- an 8 by 11 printed paper right there. Show them the piece of paper, Peggy. It's right there. But like, there's no air in between the pieces of paper. Like, it's perfectly compressed on top of each other. One sheet on top of one sheet on top of one sheet. Sure. 50 sheets? No. No. You get one one sheet. Oh, and you fold it. And you fold it 50 times. But you know how you fold a sheet of paper like eight times and it's like really fat because like the folds? It's not like that? It is. Okay. So it's it's just, so it's basically the same thing as 50 sheets of paper on top of each other. Theoretically, imagine you folded this piece of paper. No, because. Fold it, fold it 50 times. So it's so it's pretty much just fifty sheets of paper on top of each other. No. Cause yeah, each time you fold it, think well, about I don't it. Think. And then give it no, that's what I was asking. Like, are the folds like? Is there air between the folds, or is there like? Is it all compressed like down? Look, this this piece of paper. I get that part. And then we fold like this. So that's one. I know. And we fold and two and We're, do that. I'm I know, sorry. But fold, I'm sorry for those of you listening. Fold fold two more times. I apologize. Maybe, no, we're going to get to the bottom of this. Maybe you guys should. think about it. You guys heard the question. Yeah, you you just can't see the piece of paper. Yeah, yeah so we're... All right, let me let me walk you through this. We're folding it one times, two times. Okay, but you see three, how it's... Four. You see how it's... getting thick. thicker and thicker each okay, time. now think about... Is it going to be thick like that when I'm folding it 50 times, or is it going to be like... 
pretend it's a perfect world and you can and you can fold this 50 times so how high would it be dude guys make sure the mic, <clears throat> the mic is like in range it would be about Okay. Two and a half centimeters high. Okay. Tell them the Anzakaigi. It would be from here to the sun. <laughs> the f- is this like a joke or like. No, dude. This is. The explanation is that humans think linearly, not exponentially or logarithmically. Each time you fold a piece of paper it doubles whatever you just folded. Mm -hmm. So if you fold it once, now it's two pieces of paper. And if you fold that piece of paper, now it's four pieces of paper. Mm -hmm. And if you keep going, it's basically what you take the, the height of the piece of paper by itself and you raise it to the 50th power. And that ends up being like whatever the distance is from here to this, the sun. Okay. But I mean, that's not how it works because you're, you're literally folding one piece of paper. Yeah. That's so it's not how it works at all. Well, like you can't actually fold it fifty you, times. No, of course theoretically. You can't, you can't actually hold it or fold it fifty yeah. times, but one piece of paper is not getting you to the sun. It will. No matter how you cut it. If you fold it fifty times it will. It'll get me to the sun. It's, it's <laughs> one piece of paper, the thickness is zero point zero zero four. And if you fold it fifty times and you exponentially graph that It'll be 70 million miles. That makes no sense. It's the equivalence of if, if I'm that's saying... That's the point. That is, that's the whole point. It's like this. It doesn't, it doesn't make sense to us. Yeah. But mathematically, because, yeah. it does. It's like this. If I tell you, if I say, Seth, it, would you rather me give you $2,000 every day for 30 days or I give you one penny and then double it every day for 30 days? Dude, that's a lot of math. Which one? Right now. You have to, you have to pick it right now. Right now? Yeah. Two grand a day or a penny every day in double. So today you get a penny, tomorrow you get two pennies. And then I get four and then eight. So it would take me. Come on, Seth. It would take me a week to get a dollar. Which one would you pick? Take me a week to get a dollar. Two grand a day or This is the whole point of this. Of this. Exact. The pennies question. only last for thirty days. Yeah. No. Yes. Hmm. And it's two thousand in thirty days total, or two thousand at one time. Two thousand every day. Every day. Every day? Yeah. For thirty days. Uh, let's give them. I'm taking. Let's give them. Let's I'm give them sixty days. I'm, dude, I'm taking two thousand every day. Okay. You just made the wrong decision. Yeah, because at the end of the thirty days with the pennies, you'd have a total of ten million dollars. Up up until like the twentieth, bro. The twentieth day or whatever. Not, wait. So you're telling me that point oh one to the thirtieth power is ten million? No, it's doubles. No, okay, but but that's that's what. Like, so you're telling me that point oh one to the thirtieth power is it's, ten million? Yeah, ten million dollars. Dude, we gotta. We got a Texas instrument down here or something. <laughs> like, no, it's not. It's not ten million dollars. It, it is it, ten million. It's like no. I think it's like three five or something. Oh, it's $10 million. Dude, 
It's not, uh, dude. I have number. such a hard time believing this is actually blowing my mind more than paper thing. If 0.01 to the thirtieth power is actually ten million, I'll it's five million three hundred and sixty-eight thousand seven hundred and nine. Oh, I guess the book lied to me here because it said ten million. Wow. Yeah, I would not. I would stop reading that book. Wait, now you, I'm questioning wait, you about on, that wait, 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 look, look, paper look, look. thing. It says right here on day twenty-eight. We'll be over a million dollars. And by day 31, we're crossing. It's day 31, not third day, sorry, for a month. Oh, yeah, yeah 31 30, minutes. Yeah, because yeah. on 31st day, you double five. Yeah, you double it. So 31 days. My bad. That was my fault. So 31 days, <clears> you have 10,737,418. Yes. Okay. And as opposed to the fucking 60,000. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so. Congratulations, Seth. You just got $60,000. I just made 60000 in a month. <laughs> what did you do? Doubled my pennies every day. <laughs> Dude, so wait. But it's like, if you if I sit here and I think about it, like I think about it at, from like the simplest point, yeah. like I say to myself, August 1st, I'm going to have one penny. Mm-hmm. August 2nd, I'm going to turn that penny into two pennies. Mm-hmm. August 3rd, I'm going to turn those two pennies into four pennies. Four pennies into eight pennies. Eight pennies into 16 pennies. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Logically, I would think that I'd be able to make it to the end of the month. You know? What? Like, I feel like like thinking of it like that, thinking of it like, okay, every day I'm going to double starting with one penny for a whole month. I'm not even. Th- I'm not thinking. I'm getting anywhere near ten million. Right. You make the most money the last five days. Yeah. You actually start making uh, noticeably more money the last five days. Oh my gosh, dude! That's crazy. <laughs> I know, right? That's ridiculous. <laughs> one cent to the thirtieth power. How do you do that, <laughs> dude? What what banks have an interest rate to the thirtieth power? Because I need to what, go what? deposit one one cent real fast. <laughs> Seth's gonna find a penny every day. He's like, I got one penny tomorrow. Two pennies. I'm gonna find tomorrow, two pennies when pennies. I get to day twenty eight and I gotta scrap up five thousand dollars. That's gonna be a shitty day. Five million, dude. Five million, whatever. <laughs> no, not on day twenty eight. Oh, 28. Yeah, I don't know how much that is. That's 2.5 million. No, no 29, 29 is, is 2.5, so it would be like... 1. Uh, something. Yeah, 1.2, 1.25. Isn't that crazy? That's ridiculous. So I would rather double my pennies. Double your pennies, boys. <clears throat> That's, yeah, and well, I mean, I guess that does make sense. Hey, but. Seth, what do you think about this? Sean White is suing Oakley. For, for what? For using all right, so he had a contract with Oakley. He was like their their front runner, you know, head of like the the marketing. Yeah. All of Oakley's stuff is Sean yeah. White. After the Olympics, or no, during the Winter Olympics, um, their contract ended like two months before the Olympics, and they still use his pictures for online marketing and like marketing at the games. So he's suing them for using his image hmm. after their contract was up. I mean, legally, he can do that. Yeah, he can. He's doing it. Um, but what do you think about it? Morally, sure. They 
made you a lot of money. I know, right? So, I mean, throw them a bone, dude. But they're also making a lot of money off of those ads. They're making a lot of money off of those ads, but it's like, this is a mutual relationship. And I guess the way that he sees it, the mutual relationship is over at the end of the contract. But I mean, dude, you and Oakley go way back. Yeah. You're telling me that. So, so now that the contract's over and you walk out of your house with a pair of Oakley's on your Mm -hmm. face and a paparazzi takes a picture of you. Now Oakley can sue you for using their image. Mm. It doesn't work. I mean, it doesn't work that way, but it's kind of like, it's, it's like a, it's a business relationship that they Yeah, no, I agree with you. But here's the thing. I was thinking more along the lines of no other company is going to work with Sean White because of this. But then again, he's Sean White. He's like an amazing snowboarder. He's the best. He's that snowboarder that has like really, that looks like carrot top. He's He's got a really really long, curly red hair. Yeah. He, do you remember the Trident? Uh, uh, no. You don't remember the Trident gum? No. Or the Stride? It was like red gum. Dude, what happened to Stride? I don't know. I'm, I, do you remember that? The Stride gum? Isn't it still around? No. So. All we have is really? five now. <coughs> Dang. The gum world is... Maybe Sean White throat. sued them. You said what? The gum world is cutthroat. <laughs> it's a cutthroat industry. Oh, dude, th- I have a link here. That's how with, it feels uh, to chew five gum. <laughs> you get kicked out of the industry. There there was this trailer I was watching where I saw the Terminator thing. Congratulations, your business is now equitable. That's how it feels to chew five gum. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty oh, good. Okay. <laughs> We're running you out of business with For those of you who don't know, Seth, That's how it feels with to his chew beautiful gum. voice, sang the beginning intro to this podcast um dude honestly you know what feeling that the beginning of the podcast invokes with the vocals an orgasm no i'll tell you this is this is my this is my best way to describe the feeling this is my best way to describe the feeling that i get when i listen to the vocals on the intro to our podcast are you ready yeah this is it this is my impression of how i feel the two five gum. <laughs> Gosh dang it, Seth. <laughs> you listen to the intro of the pod. Dude, we should add that to the intro like something. <laughs> Hold it. That's how I see it. That's how it feels to two five gum. <laughs> I'm not trying to get sued by five gum, Seth. Dude, but you know what getting sued by five gum would feel like? Shut up. <laughs> Dude, they would win the court case and they'd look at me and they'd go. <laughs> <laughs> they would win They're the like, court does case. The, does, the, does the defendant have anything to say? No, the judge would fucking hit the hammer and he'd go, that's how it feels. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's just one giant ad. One yeah. five, giant they fucking, five gun They ad. record me crying in the court case because I got to pay him a million dollars. And then they run that as an ad, and they're like, "That's how it feels." Choo-choo five gum. You're 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 in and then jail. I go into like, and I go into like a deep depression, and I go into like a mental institution. I become homeless, and they get footage of that too. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, that's how it feels. <laughs> <laughs> what did you five You're like, fuck, dude. Like, should I even go buy it? Look what happened to this guy. All the way to your deathbed. <laughs> yeah. 
It's somebody's funeral. <laughs> I actually remember when Five Gun first came out and I took it to the bus. I thought it was so cool. Dude, I took it out in my pocket and everyone was like, everyone had Wrigley's. Yeah. And even though it is owned by Wrigley's now, everyone's like, yeah, you took it out. Everyone's like, dude, what is that? And, and I was like, you don't know about this? And they're like, no. I was like, this is rich people gum. Are you kidding me? <laughs> no, I swear. I oh, I pop it open and it's like shiny green. They're like, whoa. Like, what's going on? I'm like, would you like a piece? You peasant. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Look at my emerald sticker gum. Yeah, my Jeez. emerald sticker gum. They're like, the emerald and the sapphire. Dude, yeah, that's exactly what they're like. Dude, I've never seen anything like that. And I just give everyone a piece. And they're like, this is awesome. This gum tastes amazing. And I'm like, dude, it's just gum. Dude, they have... they. Their marketing was genius. Yeah, dude. From the packaging to the I just made like a two-minute joke about how I good know. their marketing was. Everybody knows that too. But, dude, do you remember when people used to like um, like rip like the foil part of the five gum wrapper yes. off of the plastic oh, yeah. and put it on their phones? Like they put it on their like flip phones? Yes. That was back in the day, dude. That, my kids will never understand. <laughs> I'm going to be like, I'm going to be like, I'm going to be like, all right, son. We used to get our, and this would make me sound like a guy from like the 1950s or something. I'm like, okay, son, we used to have our uh, Motorola razors and our, uh, our, our T-Mobile sidekicks, and we used to chew our five gum and then take the wrapper and, and take the foil off and, and stick it on our phones so our, our, so our phones look shiny. <laughs> Isn't that cool? And then he's going to be like, Dad, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Bro, stop. Okay, what about... Stop. Think, stop think about cussing. think about the future of gum though like what will gum look like in what 50 is, years from now yeah gum hasn't changed gum is one of the few gum is one of the few products that, that hasn't evolved it's I mean, very we've american got, we've gotten flavors but like think of it like everything you see like back in the 40s and 50s was different like furniture like houses everything was different gum is the exact same dude and they will be the exact same forever i i think i can predict what's going to be like Wrapperless gum. Wrapperless gum. Yeah. Like you can eat the wrapper. No, it'll just be like it'll just be a, a cartridge, and you click, and the gum comes out, no wrapper. Ooh, like a like like a Pez dispenser. Yeah. Dude, I think they're gonna have. Um, I think they're gonna come out with virtual reality gum. <laughs> you're, you're chewing megabytes. Yeah, dude. Megabytes. You go meet up with your virtual reality girlfriend, and she's like, "Oh my gosh, you're." Your breath smells so good. Your virtual reality breath smells so good. And you're like, yeah, I just bought some virtual reality gum. There's a movie about that. Really? <laughs> oh, I thought there was a movie about virtual reality gun or gum. Oh, no. That'd be cool. Gamer. Yeah. Are you talking about Ready Player One? No, no dude, gamers. Gamer. Gamers. Yeah. Like Ready Player One yeah. before Ready Player yeah. One. Yeah. Butler. But it's a terrible movie, but it's the same Why thing. Why does that sound so familiar? You watched it. You probably have it on DVD. What is it again? It's it, it's it's virtual reality where where can you hand the mic? It's it's virtual reality and basically it's almost a Call of Duty <laughs> game, but it's virtual oh. reality. And Jared Butler is one of the guys. I remember. And that. the kid's really good. Yeah, the kid is the kid controls Jared yeah. Butler. I remember. But, but that. then there's another game too where people can sign up to be part of, and it's almost like The Sims, and you can do whatever yeah, you yeah. want. Yeah, yeah, I've seen this. And I've these this. weird fat people who just sit in these rooms all day play and control these people and it's, it's yeah yeah it's I, I remember that gross and I remember disturbing that. so so i have a list of interesting movies that are going to come out next year dude i don't have time for movies <laughs> rambo wait 
No. Yes. With Sylvester Stallone. With Sylvester Stallone? With Sil- Sylvester Stallone. He's almost 80. I know. By the way, the Terminator movie has Arnold Schwarzenegger in it. <clears throat> the next movie okay. is, uh, what's it called? Um, Charlie's Angels. Oh, yeah, yeah. I saw that. You saw that? Uh, With uh, Miley Cyrus and... Yeah, yeah. All of them. Uh, Zendaya, I think. These people... Okay, okay. Hold on. Before we continue, oh, I think people in Hollywood need new ideas because they're just repeating. They are. The next movie is literally Mulan. Okay, but Mushu is not even going to be in it and they're not even singing, so why even make it? Oh, really? Yeah, there are. Okay, Seth. If you had to make a movie right now, what would it be? If I had to make a movie right now, I've already thought about this. And it's already in the works. I'm not lying. Okay. If I had to make a movie right now, it would be a... A western set in Atlanta... Mm -hmm. Sometime during the 2020s. And it's going to be full of neon. And instead of a horse, I'm going to have a motorcycle. And it's just going to be a fucking Western. Save the girl, kill the bad guys. But in the Southeast. But, but in it, but in Atlanta. No, but it's going to, no, but it's not going to be like a Western, but like you, it's going to be like, you know how like. Southeastern. Yeah. It's going to be Southeastern. (laughs) <laughs> it's um no it's but it like it's gonna be styled like a western like shootouts and like yeah like I've, like riding me. your horse and like in, but it's like a bike instead mm-hmm. i think it'd be cool i think it'd be cool too I've, you've told me this and I've, I've liked it but there's some there's some cool fresh ideas out in hollywood and <clears throat> I, i've been thinking about this today because last night i went to go see midsummer with a very lovely young woman. What is that? Dude, it's... Do, have you have you ever seen Hereditary? No, I meant the young woman thing. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> what? Um, it's, uh, it's basically... It's this movie where, like, a bunch of college kids, like, go over to Sweden for, like, this festival. This is the movie you just watched? Yeah. Okay. They go over to Sweden for, like, this festival because, like one of their friends like they're they're from Sweden they're like a foreign exchange student it's like a midsummer festival and those are the, that's like a in Scandinavia like that's like a real thing that they do like they have <clears throat> midsummer festivals and they celebrate celebrate like the summer solstice and everything and and, uh-huh. and it's like they go there and it's like a commune and they're like all camping out and stuff and it's like it's like a pagan like cult almost and they have like their own set of ways that they've been doing for thousands of years and like they're just a bunch of American kids like witnessing all this crazy like cult like stuff that these people are doing and it was a it, it was a ridiculous movie like you know like it's a lot like was this a scary movie it's it was marketed like a scary movie i didn't think it was that scary but it was really good was it a thriller it i mean or is that what, what it you was would... like it was like mother like oh, you know how dude. mother's not like a scary movie oh. but it's like oh yeah i didn't like yeah that. You didn't like it? I didn't like Mother. Well, wait, 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 wait. No, I liked Mother. I'm thinking of something else. Yeah. I was it's thinking like, of Mama. Oh, dude, yeah. That movie's dumb. 
but it's it's a lot it's a lot like um it's a lot like mother like the way the movie moves because like you know how like when you watch mother like it just kind of sets up and it just progressively gets way more intense to the point where like yeah you, you know you what kinda, happens yeah yeah that's kind of how midsummer goes oh, but there's dude. a whole there's you, a whole i've noticed this like there's a whole genre like being formed that's exclusive to the 2010s and it's and it's movies like now midsummer hereditary is one of them mother's one of them get out i know i know exactly what you're talking about like and it's just like this really specific black swans in there too it's this really specific type of movie that's like a really artsy it's horror. got like more meaning behind yeah, it. Yeah, it's more of. of like a deep movie. It's more about like the it's horrors. Like you have it, to watch it over again. Yeah, to it's more about it. the horrors of like human psychology rather than like they're just being like a creepy monster or oh, something. Yeah. Right. Like there's a lot of movies out there like that. And that's like a really good genre that's never existed until now. Like, the, like you, because you go back in the day, like 90s horror movies, like 80s horror movies, 70s, like it's all just like straight, like somebody's got a knife and somebody's killing people. You know, somebody's wearing a mask and somebody's killing people or like whatever. And it's always centered around like crazy people. But it's like these new movies are like really, really like deep and they hit you on a completely different level like of fear. Like you're not just fearing like haunted house type fears where it's like somebody's got a knife. Somebody's got a gun. Somebody looks scary. I'm scared. It's like it's more the it's more life. Subliminal. Yeah. What are are the scary things about life? itself in nature like not man-made scary things like a serial killer or like a, a person with a knife but like what are like the innately horrifying things like about life and all the movies that have been exploring that are incredible like i can't like dude i can't stop thinking about like midsummer really? and then like after i saw mother like i couldn't stop thinking about that movie like there and it's just like it just like affects you like it it, it makes you think dude i remember after when you told me to watch that movie it's and i watched so, it it's so crazy to me when like because there's like a certain scene like in in midsummer at the very beginning like uh-huh. and it just like invokes like emotion and it's just one still shot that zooms in and you're just like oh gosh yeah and it's not scary it's not anything that's like sad it's not anything that you look at and it's nightmarish it's not something that's like a like ghoulish or like a demon like it's real it's not monster it's real like it's something that like you are scared for like to happen to you like you genuinely feel sorry for anybody that who has ever been in this situation that isn't a test to super impressive filmmaking yeah like uh-huh. people don't understand how hard it is to like invoke an emotion like off of with a camera and a couple people sure yeah 100 percent. like mm-hmm. midsummer was the first movie i've ever seen that like straight up like disturbs me from like somebody crying like there are scenes where like the girl in the movie is crying over whatever just happened to her that are just gut-wrenching really like like the type of cry where like it's like heaving like dude, it's I don't like, want I don't want to watch this dude, movie dude it's no dude it's amazing is that what it's called? yeah that's the movie 
dude it's it's crazy and like the types of feelings that you get from like these movies are unreal because it's like again going back like when you go in to watch a scary movie like going back to what scary movies have been and what kind of we have this we have this definition of horror uh-huh. that we've been like led to believe like we we have haunted houses we have halloween we have all these movies from the past and all this stuff that we consider horror but like dude there's stuff that really like hits you in places that movies don't normally hit you yeah i know um i know exactly what you're talking about and it's like there's so many personal stories that things that people have experienced that hasn't been talked about i read and after i saw it and this made me even think about it even more i read that the director wrote this movie after like he went through his divorce and like he the main character is like in line with him and when you learn about that it's like and then when you see the movie and you see that it's a technical masterpiece like when you watch it and it's and it hits you hard and it's and it's like it's brilliantly made and then you find out that it comes from real Uh trauma yeah like that literally just happened like this man got divorced and then wrote a movie about his feelings dude it's like it's very hard to explain like you have to watch that movie like it's not it's not just like it's not even just like oh you have to do it so crazy blah 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 like it like you have to watch it like no there's not a single movie out there in the entire world that's like that movie really i agree with what with what seth just said and it's actually really interesting that how some people whether they experience something or whatever they're feeling they can take that feeling and actually translate it into something and make other people feel it yeah. just by watching it make other people feel it just by watching it or just just produce whether it's music art some of the most beautiful just pieces of produce, art come yeah. from someone else's movie. pain well I, I was reading this thing the other day have you have you read this book called um, think rich grow rich by napoleon hill yes you've read it i haven't read it but i've heard of it so he has this chapter that talks about sex transmutation and basically he <laughs> says like what basically this chapter is this uh you, you you abstain from sex and then you use all your sexual energy that that's pent up for work yeah into making something creative because he says he says the biggest human desire is sex and you literally people use it to sell and and use it to other things so he says like that the person will abstain from sex until they're like about to just burst and all that sexual energy goes into their work like they're salesmen and everything they do is just like sex and they're good salesmen because they reek of sex uh-huh. If that makes sense. So all their sexual energy, instead of coming out in the physical world, it comes out, well, fit, instead of coming out physically, it comes out creatively into other, yeah. Into what did other you say? Ways. Of, instead of coming out of their dick. Oh. <laughs> yeah, because, because it, says, it says like sex is so powerful because sex literally creates life. It's creative energy. So if you, if you can harness that energy to the point where you're just... A ball of whatever he describes that you're about to explode then you can harness that energy and into creative energy and do I've, amazing things i've heard i've heard this before um 
I've definitely heard that before. Dude, creative energy is one of the most powerful things, like on the planet. Not just to like procreative energy mm-hmm. is like almost undeniable. A- animals certainly can't. Mm-hmm. Like, like dog. Like if if dogs aren't neutered and spayed, yeah. Like when they see each other, they're fucking. <laughs> like on the spot, like in public, like yeah. they're doing it. Like you can't, you can't avoid that. Yeah. Like, you really can't. That's why, like, that's why I feel like that's the main meaning, like, of life in the animal kingdom, at least. I mean, we've kind of grown out of that meaning of life to to the point where we can create our own meaning of life with our intelligence. But, like, as far as the rest of the animal kingdom is concerned, as far as everything else, because we've talked about alien interference in our production in our growth in our evolution um everything else like that assuming that people have some sort of interference or humans have some sort of interference everything else that's naturally from earth innately their point god god said himself like as soon as he made us he said go multiply yeah that's that's the entire and multiply it's the very beginning that's the entire that's what we're here for but I saw, I was reading this one thing one time, um, and it was really interesting. It explained, it started out by explaining the universe as a singular point in the center of everything, which would be kind of be equated to the Big Bang, I guess. But it, it explained it as a singular universe in the center that's constantly expanding from the center into like us into all directions so it's a circle a never-ending circle and it's got infinite like because you know there's like infinite lines that you can put in a circle there's just that's why there's infinite possibilities in the universe because it's all starting from the center and it's going out in all directions and every single line that can go out every single line that can be formed from that center is a universe in and of itself and black holes and this is just the the theory black holes are in between those lines so like we're we're on one straight line we're living on one straight line and that's our universe parallel to us like right next to us is another straight line and connecting those two straight lines at some point in the straight line is a black hole and that's what they are according to this theory if you can kind of it's easier like to draw it but i feel like you kind of understand what i'm saying everything's just spreading from one point and everybody knows after geometry, like a circle, like an a circle, infinite or a lines. A circle. Well, I, I mean, both. both. Both would both would yeah. have infinite lines, but and then they they go on to talk about like the meaning like of life, like not just life on Earth, like life period, like in the universe, like energy, is to explore every single little bit of the universe, and that's why there's parallel universes because that's how we're exploring because this thing is constantly growing and us as living parts of it and everything else as living parts of it. It's their job to keep making decisions to open new avenues for this universe so that the universe in turn knows itself a lot better. So we're according to this theory, all we're doing is helping the universe know itself 
better without even knowing it and procreating so that another generation can help the universe know itself even better without knowing it. Because we're just living our lives and doing what we've been taught to do. But I've we heard. don't realize that we're actually like going in this direction. If you make a split second decision tomorrow to move somewhere, to move to California, you're exploring another section of the universe for it. While also exploring a new chapter of your own life. Because if you don't move to California, which you won't, we're staying right where we are. And that's true for all 49 other states. So you're, sta- so you're saying almost in a, in a term of, like, like for example, you're like, tomorrow I'm going to go drop this package off. And then you have multiple things you could do. So in your head, you could drop the package off. Or let's say you go drop, drop the package off and then you get into a car wreck. But then you don't drop the package off and you go do something else. Is that what you're saying? Like there's yeah. multiple pathways. So basically... Have you seen, have you seen the movie Mr. Nobody? Uh-uh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I've you heard of it. That? I've read the description of it on Netflix. But ba- You should ba- watch that. Basically what it's saying... Yeah, it's a lot like... That's a lot like what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, but basically what it is is like the the universe wants to know. What happens if you go to the post office first, to Target second, to Walmart third? They want to know what happens when you go to Walmart first, the post second, second, or the post office second, and Target third. They want to know every single order. They want to know if you take one of those out, if you if you take the other one out, if who's, you don't do any of that at all. Who's they? The universe. Well, why does the universe want to know? This? Because its job is to explore itself ever since it's been created, and that's our job. Ever since I we've been created, if there's anything that I've noticed just to be about clear, life, this is all theory. This is all theory. Um, this is not. I'm just explaining a theory that is very exciting, obviously. But uh, let's just ignore that. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that is that is just a theory. Yeah, and um. I mean, obviously, uh, some other people believe other things. And no, everybody believes different things. Also, mind blowing theory. Yeah, but it is, but it ex- but it's the thing about that particular theory, though, is it encompasses everything into one theory. It you've got the Big Bang, you've got a higher power, and you've got parallel universes, yeah. which is like the three things that like. If you believe in one thing, you don't believe in the other. If you believe in the other thing, you don't believe in the other. But they're all three present in this one theory. You know? That's right. I, I know what you're saying. Yeah. But we're never going to know until we die. Right. And, and some people might argue that that, depending on what they believe in, could be a shallow explanation of what life really means. What, what I just explained? Yeah. Dude, that there's, that's, I mean, it is shallow, but like to think that it's super complex is, is, is almost idiocy. In my opinion. That it is super complex? That it, that it is super complex because it's not. Oh, life? Yeah, it's not. Like, it's not at all. The only reason that it's so complex to us is because we've given names to literally everything and we've created so much stuff. We, we've got like blue, we've got curtain. Like there's so many things like blue for us. Curtain. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like we can't even look at the sky simply without thinking something. Sure. Now, is there a reason why? We don't know. 
because and, we're super And you can't definitely say that that there it's not more complex than what you think it is or that it's it is more complex than what you think it is because it could be. Yeah. But and it this also, is a perfect time. Could it's, be exactly what you think it is. It could be. But this is a perfect time to ask uh segue into our our next topic. Apollo 8 orbited the moon in 1968 one year before apollo 11 landed on it in 1969 Mm -hmm. and there were people in apollo 8 they literally sent people to orbit the moon and like they took pictures and stuff like the very first picture of the earth in the background and this uh the moon in as the horizon was taken in 1968 there's a name for the picture. I forgot what it's called. But literally, there were people in that ship. There were three astronauts. They sent them out, orbited the moon, and came back to Earth. And then the next year, they sent Neil Armstrong and uh, Buzz Aldrin, or whatever his name is, and they landed on the moon. Okay. So, like, and imagine those three people who went to the moon and came back. And then a year later, they sent different astronauts. And they get all the credit, all the credit, yeah, for landing on the moon. Yeah. Which, to be well, fair, I mean, if they, you didn't, if you never landed on the moon, you don't deserve any credit for landing on the moon. Like, <laughs> right? They, they never right. But imagine being, imagine being like the guy who you think you're gonna go to the moon. So close and so far. Yeah, you you orbit the moon literally like three. Like I, I think it was like seven miles from the surface of the moon. What? Yeah, they orbited it, dude. They literally saw it. Or like went around it and just went all the way back to Earth. That's what I call just the tip. And then, <laughs> yeah, dude, that's. And then the ne- the following year they send two other guys, Buzz Aldrin and Neil Armstrong. Like they weren't even on that Apollo H uh, sh- ship. Dude, some people don't believe that we've been to the moon. Which is crazy. That that's an, that's the whole purpose but of this topic. That goes. Up that goes back to like total misinformation and, and, and just people being so dumb and taking, taking one piece of information and just running with it and just saying whatever they want past that point. Because like the whole reason people think that we faked the moon landing is because we faked the pictures of the moon and of the earth. We didn't fake them. We just had to, there's no way to take a pic, a picture of the entire earth. Like it's impossible. Like you, you have to be really far away. (laughs) <laughs> no so so what they did so whenever you see whenever you whenever you google the earth or you and you want to see a picture that nasa's taken of the earth they didn't actually take that picture they, they took multiple pictures of like a section of the earth and they put it together into one oh. big one and oh. that's why people think the earth is flat because they're because they because they know <laughs> this goes they, on to a whole new another topic. they know well the, the it's the same about the moon thing too because they know for a fact, because it's proven that NASA edited the pictures or whoever edited the pictures because they had to because you can't take a picture of the entire Earth. Can you imagine being the astronauts that got sent out and orbited the moon and then the astronauts that actually landed on the moon and you come back and all these people are telling you you didn't do it? Who? The people today that, who said the moon landing was fake. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But we faked pictures of the moon too. Sure, but we were there. You did go there. Apparently, I have a bunch of like really cool facts about the whole moon landing thing. 
Um, they had to sleep with their suits on because of the moon dust. The moon dust was attached to their boots and stuff, and they didn't know if it was gonna like if it was radioactive or if it was gonna kill them or whatever. So they literally slept in their suits in cool. the ship. Dang. Yeah, they couldn't take them off the entire time they were there. The in their suits. Oh, that's nasty. Hell yeah. <laughs> they just how long were they there for? Uh, I don't know. Somebody should look that up. Dude, they were this was the sixties, so they were this was a long trip. At the end of the century, nineteen sixty-nine. Yeah, you didn't know that? The, the, okay. Uh that's dude, how that's what they do. I th- I'm I think about it, right? And I think about the sixties. I think like I think about the sixties and I think about technology in the sixties. Oh, oh, I, I have something about technology, but go on. And I think about getting on like an airplane in the sixties and how rough of a ride that would be. Or getting in a car in the sixties and like how rough of a ride that would be. Oh dude. We the, got to the you're telling me we, we got, got to the moon. Listen to this. We got to the moon with the same amount of computing power. Sorry, sorry. Way less computing power than we do in a Texas instrument calculator. That's crazy. Yeah. But here's here's what I was what I was gonna say about the technology thing and the uh, whole space, uh, the moon the moon race the space race. The reason why uh, the the whole moon landing thing is is the reason why prices of microchips dropped ninety percent in five years. It was because the uh, the po- the general population didn't they didn't trust in the micro the microchips that came out. So like they didn't trust it to run their factories and and all that stuff, or like their businesses. And NASA bought a bunch of them, and used that new technology to operate the moon, uh, Apollo Eleven mission. And after that, everybody was like, "Wow, if this technology is good enough to take us to the moon, we can use it to run our nuclear our nuclear plants, our our computers, everything." I just can't believe they got to the moon in the 60s. Yeah, in 1969. And there's a bunch of interesting facts on here. IBM didn't didn't trust those integrated circuits to power their machines. <clears throat> if a microchip is good enough to get a man to the moon, then it's probably good enough to run chemical plants and analyze advertising data. The race to the moon was done with three times the amount of people that contributed to the Manhattan Project. Which was the nuclear bomb, the Manhattan Project. The Manhattan Project. Three. So think about it. The people who who created uh, the nuke essentially multiplied those people by three. That's how many people it took to get us to the moon. Where do you like? Where Where do you even begin? Like, you get a group of people together and you're like, "All right, we're going to the moon." <laughs> where do you begin? What's the first Dude. conversation? Like, what do you have? Like, the first what do you conversation say to each other? Is, is this is money. The U.S. government was spending about $1 million a year on NASA. But after JFK announced the space race, NASA was spending about $1 million every three hours for 24 hours. Whoa. That's how much they increased their budget by. <coughs> and you know what's crazy? Wait Less- a second. A million a year? It used to be a million a year. In nine, I, I'm pretty sure it was like in 19... So it went from a million a year to a million every three hours. Yeah, we went from a million a year to a million every three hours for 24 hours. That's, that's 2.9 billion a year. Yeah, wow. which is nothing compared to the Vietnam War the same year 
which cost costed nineteen point three million dollars billion dollars. $19.3 billion. $19.3 billion was spent in the Vietnam War, and only $2.9 billion was spent on <clears throat> the space exploration, and we got to the moon with that money. And you know what's crazy? 55% of people said that the space program wasn't worth that money. Hmm. And then less than 40% of scientists thought that the moon landing was impactful Honestly, to society. I'm going to ask you a serious question. I'm going to ask both of you. What? Do you think simply a couple guys taking a couple steps on the moon is worth $2.9 billion? Because think about it. We didn't do anything special with the fact that we got to the moon. We just got to the moon. So do you think it was worth $2.9 billion? I think it was priceless I can see that I can see where you're going with that but at the same time it's it's like the moon everyone sees it no one knows what's there right no one you don't even it's space you don't know what's there no one's ever been no one's ever explored it before yeah you spend all this money then you get there and it's just a bunch of rocks and it's nothing it's not so, just nothing dude okay but what it did I'll start with what I what I heard today. But well, what I'm saying is what Seth just said. They just took a couple steps on the moon. That it word for word. Uh, literally a couple steps on the moon. They, it's One not like they small saw step the for man. The cancer though. One giant step for mankind. Well, yeah. That if it wasn't, dude. If it wasn't for NASA, there probably wouldn't be SpaceX right now. There probably wouldn't be Blue Origin. There probably wouldn't be uh, Virgin. Okay, that but maybe somebody, we don't know. Somebody with, somebody with money. Elon Musk. Elon Musk. The interview that I watched today said that there probably wouldn't be a SpaceX if it wasn't for the moon landing, and he was two when it happened. But here's the thing, though. I love space exploration and all that, but everyone looking at rocks and Mars and everything else, there's nothing there. Till this day. Gee, okay. It's more. It's more than just that. The amount of technological advancements that were made to get us to the moon well yes i agree caused uh, rippled throughout our entire society as a human race yeah and it inspired more people to advance in even more technology that's uh, that's going to be useful and is useful to this day Mm -hmm. we have self-landing rockets now for fractions of of, of the price Mm -hmm. and sooner or later we could even be going to different planets or whatever that one that probably wouldn't have happened if if somebody didn't land on the moon to say that it, it was possible that we, that we had that technology that, that there would be no like i mean i'm sure there would be interest from someone else but yeah to say that that wasn't worth the 2.9 billion dollars is absolutely crazy i, I think, think it was worth it it's it's pr- literally priceless. We're st- we're still far from traveling to other planets, though. I mean, sure, but the the technology that's been advanced today. Well, yeah. Since yeah. then, well, not even not even since. Honestly, the the technology in 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 rocket ship technology hasn't advanced much until like the last five or ten years, thanks to uh, privatized um, space exploration. Um, but that technology is. Is and go and 
is and will be used throughout everything else like automation um ai are you, you name it are you one to believe kaiki that um technology has negatively contributed to society socially socially what do you mean i mean just the way everything is with technology now as far as like social media privacy oh i mean i think it's definitely or like at least like the world that we have that we live in versus the world in like the 70s where there was just home phones and you know we weren't really as technological yeah so like the way that i see it is there there's going to be goods and, and bads both ways with with technology we're more connected than ever we're we're learning faster than ever we're able to do things faster than ever we're we're able to fix things and and we understand that things are possible that weren't possible back then and there's going to be some drawbacks you can't have everything you want there's there has consequences with everything yeah we're all connected but we we give up some privacy there there are things you can do to prevent your privacy from you know getting breached or whatever and that's that's always a that's always a hot topic in in the computer science field is uh is the moral issue on privacy and and how private should your you know your data be and information like who should monitor it if anybody should monitor it at all like what's a human right I know I have strong feelings about a certain way of of this entire this issue, but um, yeah, but I don't know. That's that's a tough one. It, it's like we get to monitor and and keep everybody safe, but we're also giving up our own privacy at in, at the end of it. Yeah, which isn't good. It is tough because there are so many people, and like the chances of somebody just picking up your stuff and looking at it it are very slim but there are still chances yeah it's possible like if there's a file but if there's a like my thing is i don't have any i don't i mean i have a lot to hide obviously but like if there's a file out there that has every text message facebook instagram Twitter, anything with my name attached, any message, photo, video, tweet, Instagram post, anything I've ever done. If there's a file with my name on it with anything and everything that I've ever done, whether it's through SMS, through the internet, through like kick, yeah, through kick, dude, <laughs> like through like through some fake account that I created, you know, like or something like that, dude, like that makes me uncomfortable. Just sure, the, fi- but just here's the fact the, that a file exists. Here's the thing. I mean, more than likely it, it doesn't, but it, it, it might. Yeah, sure. But it depends on so many things. There are things you can do to make your privacy, if, or your data more private and, and you know, secret. You have I'm to take pre- say, preventative uh, measures and you have to be conscious of these things. The only thing I'm going to say is that if we have AI managing all the data then that file definitely exists. Well, dude, people people get so confused and um, 
misdirected what AI actually is? Oh, no, I'm not saying that AI, it would be malicious. I'm saying that like the way that AI would organize it, that file would definitely exist. Like it would put all my stuff together, I feel like. Because a person it wouldn't would, do but that. here's the thing. If you did things, like if you use an encrypted messaging service, nobody can access it. Nobody does that. Who uses encrypted messaging? You use iPhone? iMessage is encrypted? Yes, it's oh, encrypted. I'm safe. I'm not even worried anymore. <laughs> but SMS isn't. SMS is what, what can get intercepted. iMessage, that's why iMessage is so like sacred. Is It's encrypted and you can see bubbles. I didn't. Bonus. I didn't know it was encrypted. Yeah, it's 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 a uh, it's encrypt. It's a it's double ended encrypt encrypted. How about that? I know, right? And that's why Apple is such a big contender for privacy, and why they're so credible. Is because they do things like that. I can't believe I used to think that Android was more private. Yeah, that's the dumbest thing. <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking. Yeah, no. Because my thought process, I didn't even like look into it. I was like, everybody has iPhone. iPhone's clearly not more private. No, dude. iCloud, all this stuff. You remember, uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure it was the Boston bombing or something. And they found the cell phone of, of the terrorist and it was an iPhone. And the FBI couldn't unlock it. And they tried to get Apple to unlock it for them. And Apple said no. Eventually, uh, the FBI developed their own software to crack into it, but and it took like a bunch of money and a bunch of time. They eventually did it, but that's how dedicated Apple is to privacy. Hmm. They said if we if we break this human right, what we believe to be a human right, which is privacy, because of an entity known as the government, what's stopping us from breaking? breaking this for anybody else you yeah, know true we're no longer credible hmm so that's what i'm saying like you can take uh you you can take measures into being more secure with your your data and information yeah you just got to be smart about it you know use a vpn if you want do private browsing don't turn your location on everywhere you go there are ways around it. My location's always on, though. Well, it's a good thing you have an iPhone. Dude. If you have a Google Maps, that's bad. I have Google Maps. They're tracking you. you no, know, you know, they uh, they were actually called out for this in, uh, in Congress. The CEO was. And the latest version of Android now has uh, a feature where you can turn off your location tracking it's incognito mode for your 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 maps your google maps okay which but, doesn't it doesn't track where so, you are but even google maps on iphone yeah you accept the terms you accept the terms of google yes that's why i don't like google but google maps is so good google maps is the superior like do everybody says that but i don't like google maps it's the best it doesn't have the arrows it doesn't have the arrows it literally has a street name whenever you're driving what yeah whenever i'm driving it doesn't it doesn't have like the arrow the big arrow that says like oh turn right here or whatever it, it says the street name or it says like turn right yeah it's just a blue line that's going right last time i used it it, it didn't have any arrows yeah, it doesn't it doesn't 
It, it still doesn't have arrows? I don't think so. Apple Maps it has like a big arrow pointed like... What way you're supposed in, to turn? Yeah, in like 1.2 miles, it has like a big arrow pointed yeah, but, to I the mean, right. I mean, dude, if you see the blue line turning... Yeah, but if you're going 80 miles an hour and that road is right there, you know what I mean? Yeah, well, you should have been looking at your maps to know that that turn's coming up. Well, not anymore with the whole hands-free law thing. Yeah. Plus, I don't like the voice on on the maps. I always mute it because it's annoying. I'll be listening to music or a podcast or something, and it's like, nah, 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 turn right here. I mean, and it's distracting. And then I have to go back and, and I, you know. I got Apple bit. CarPlay, dude, so I, I'm good. Yeah, well, not all of us have that luxury, Seth. And Google, even if you did, wait, even, even if you did have CarPlay, it doesn't show the arrows, right? No, but it shows Google Maps. And it talks to you. That's how you know, like where to turn. No, it's it's literally just on the screen in my car. I can just turn. Like I don't even have to move my hand. Like I literally just look at it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, dude, Apple I, CarPlay is the shit. It is. It's it's cool. I I don't have it, but I've seen it and I've used it. Uh, except for when, like, one thing that I have noticed is that, like. I'll go like, I'll go like if I go hang out with somebody. Like there was a certain period of time, like, um, after my me and my girlfriend broke up, uh huh, where I was kind of being devious. <laughs> oh yeah. And so I have Apple CarPlay, and like when somebody texts you, like it pops up on the screen. Uh huh. And if you like, if you get on your phone, like it, if your phone is plugged into the Apple CarPlay, and you get on your phone and click on messages like basically what apple carplay does the screen controls your car screen controls your phone and your phone will control your car screen yeah and vice versa so i got on my phone and i like got on my messages and like there i had a like a girl in the car with me uh-huh. and i got on my messages just to like look at them not even realizing that all of my messages are popping up on my car screen right now. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So that was. Did she see them? Probably. She didn't say anything about them? No. Wow. Probably... Did you notice it like as you're doing it? Did you notice it yeah. after? Well, after I was like, oh, that's up there. Like, <laughs> oh my gosh. You, you're, you can see everybody who I'm talking to right now. That's hilarious. Yeah. But it, but it goes both ways, cause I cause I've been with a girl before and I let I, she's like, can I play music? I'm like, yeah, just plug your phone in. Oh really? And, and she, then you can and see? she didn't realize what she was doing. And you saw that. And I'm like, okay, all right, I see you. Girl. <laughs> Dude, that is so funny. It is like, funny. It's especially if, if somebody doesn't if somebody doesn't know Apple CarPlay, they don't realize that you can see their messages right now. Right. And you know you, that's so interesting that. People are so scared of letting other people see what's on their phone. Their phone is so personal to them. Oh, speaking of this uh, data privacy thing, I forgot to tell you. Equifax just settled for a lawsuit of like $700 million or whatever because they had that data breach. And you you and our listeners might be legible for a check. Why? Because your data got breached. Like somebody hacked into Equifax and took your data, just like you were saying, you're worried about. 
But it's okay. They'll pay you, apparently. I'll send you I'll send you the link. Like uh, you t- you type in your your social security and your last name and it runs to see if if uh, your data was breached. And if it was, you're eligible for like a check or something. This better not be a website that's going to get my data breached. <laughs> no. You'll be fine. Um but yeah, seven hundred million dollars. It's a lot of money. Yeah, the check is for like one hundred twenty-five bucks or something. All right, Seth, I think I think we should end it here because I've got I've got to use the bathroom, dude. This is, I, I, I think we're going on a real long time right now. I wasn't even keeping track of time. Hold Nick on, I got told you. Me. I got you. You got it. So. We started recording. I don't know. I texted somebody and said we we're recording right now at ten forty-five. Holy crap! Well, that's not that long. Anyway, it does. It doesn't matter. I have some other topics. Um, we can we, talk about them now or save them for later. We can. We can sit on them for later. Yeah. Okay. All right, ladies and gentlemen. This has been the "That's How We See It" podcast. We will see you next time. Anything you want to say to the people, Seth? Um, just keep supporting. Follow us on Twitter. Yeah, follow Listen, us on Twitter. Love and learn, and most importantly, keep on surfing. <laughs> yeah, keep, uh, send us some messages or something on either Instagram or Twitter on some topics you think would be interesting or advice. We'll try to do our best. All right, ladies and gentlemen, till next time.